Welcome to the Star Wars Collector Podcast, episode number 21. I am your host, Brian, and with me as always is my co-host, Carl. Hello, Carl. Hey, Brian, and everyone out there listening to us today. So, Carl, what did you get this past month? It's another bleak month for me. Um, I didn't get too much, but um, I've been eyeballing the the remote control um, R2-D2, the, the Hasbro Star Wars Smart R2-D2, and they finally had marked them down to $30 at a Walmart, so I thought, ah, probably not going to get any much lower than that before they sell out. So I did grab one of those, and as I mentioned on our podcast several times, I still needed, like, 10 more vintage Star Wars figures to have all of them. And so since it had been so slow and not much to get for a 3.75 inch collector, I did pick up a Power of the Force um, vintage Stormtrooper Luke so I can check him off my list. Cool. Where'd you get that at? I got it from one of the Star Wars groups, and I thought I got a pretty good price, too. I got it for $100 shipped. Oh, that actually is pretty good. Because I've, I've seen some people list them wanting anywhere between 150 and 175 Mm-hmm. So yeah, I ended up buying that uh, that smart R two also for. I, I thought my wife was wanting it, but she was actually wanting to go get it for me. I guess. Oh. <laughs> she kept talking about it. She's like, "It's on sale. It's on clearance. You know, I should go get it." And I was thinking she wanted it. Well, she was going <laughs> to buy it for me. <laughs> that's funny. So is that it? That's all you got? That's that's it. I mean, I think I had three items last <clears> month, and <throat> I only have two this month. So let's hope next month I just don't have one new item. <laughs> okay, well, I got quite a bit of stuff, mostly six-inch stuff. I got the uh, six-inch Jawa 40th anniversary figure, the six-inch Death Squad Commander 40th, the six-inch Chewbacca 40th, the C-3PO 40th, and the Stormtrooper Tusken Raider all 40th anniversary series. And I... Uh, I ended up finding uh, online on, I think it was Amazon, I got uh, the regular Black Series Tusken Raider, which is the same figure, just not on the 40th anniversary card, because I wanted one to open. So I figured I'd just get one where I could, and that's the only place I could find it. Uh, so I also got a 6-inch Lando Black Series, which is one of the newer ones, and the 6-inch Emperor's Royal Guard. Because I figured if I don't get those when I saw them, even though I paid a little bit more, I think it was like $25 instead of 20 I was like, I will never see them in the store. It was probably a good idea. I've been reading lots of reports of a lot of mad 6-inch collectors not being able to find anything. Yeah, well, these last waves, it seems like, over the last several years, have always been the hardest to find you know, or just totally impossible to find. Yep. And so I figured I'd get the ones I want, and otherwise I'm not going to find them. Same thing with the three and three quarter inch Galen Urso, Admiral Rattus, and Lieutenant Cephla. I ended up getting Galen Urso off of Entertainment Earth, and I think they were selling it for nine ninety nine. And the Admiral Rattus and Lieutenant Cephla, I got them off of uh, uh, Amazon, and I got those for I think it was eight ninety nine each. So that wasn't really too bad there. No, especially <clears> since <throat> I don't think you're going to walk into Walmart anytime soon and see them hanging on the shelf. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, also got the Lego Bounty Hunter set. It's got um, Dengar, Bosk, IG-88, and, oh, shoot, Forlom, I think. Forlom or Zuck is one of the two. Uh, whichever one it is, that it is, the other one is not in it, yeah. and uh, which is kind of surprising. I will probably pick that set up myself at some point because I really like it. Yeah, it's fairly cheap. I think it was like twenty bucks. 
<clears throat> yeah, so trying to find any of this stuff, you know, in the store as far as the figures is nearly impossible. Yep. I haven't seen any sign of even the new um the the Ponda Baba and this um Sand Trooper wave of the Walmart 3.75 inch black series figures. They're no, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, that one also has the prototype Boba Fett, and I yep. think it's got the Emperor's Royal Guard in it too. Yeah, I think so, but it's yeah, you know, it's very disappointing because I know a lot of people was excited because, like me, they needed Ponda Baba. But yeah, well, even they most of them want more of the Emperor's Royal Guard as well. Yeah, because those were hard to find too, and you know, to make that the last wave, you know, of pro- probably be the last wave of Black Series, you know, three and three quarter inch figures ever. Yeah, uh, they may you know, it may change to something else later, you know, which will be the vintage collection. But after that, I don't know if they're going to go back to the black series. They don't typically go back to the same name of something after they finally kill it off. No, they <clears> haven't <throat> before. But to tell people over and over, yeah, we're going to reissue these so people can get them, and then do it as the last wave to which nobody can ever find them is just plain stupid. Yep, and just ticks people off even more than they're already ticked off they couldn't get them the first time. Yeah, it's like, here, we're going to tease you again with something you can't have. (laughs) Yep. Well, our next meeting, uh, was it July 8th? Mm Mm-hmm. Any ideas for, uh, for some kind of a theme? I actually hadn't thought about a theme too much yet, but I need to come up with something probably pretty soon. I need to talk to our Lexington buddy, Kevin, because he's supposed to let me know when he can attend one of our meetings because I was going to do the robot theme for him again because he was disappointed that he wasn't able to attend the last robot one. So I'll I'll, I'll come up with something soon. Okay. All right, so at our last meeting in June... I ended up interviewing several people uh, from our group, Chris and Dwayne and Mark and Bo, my son. I uh, interviewed him, too, <laughs> on uh, some of the stuff that was going on there and what they brought and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and insert that here so that you can have a listen and uh, see what they got. Hey, we are at the June Kentucky Star Wars Collectors Club meeting, and we've got Bo here. Bo, what would you bring for show and tell? Uh, K2SO. Do you like K2SO? Uh-huh. Is he your favorite figure? Uh-huh. How big is he? They, they, can't, see, they can't see your hand above your head on the podcast. <laughs> How tall is he? Is he about as tall as you? I'm going to be him. Well. So he comes up to about, what, your waist? He's not big. He's big as the microphone. He's as big as the microphone? Yeah. Yeah, when you raise it up. Uh, what all do you see here at the at the meeting? What kind of stuff have you seen? Uh, your figures. Which figures? Those ones. All right, let's go over here and take a look at them. Come here and tell me which figures you see. Sipo with a black leg. The silver leg. No, he had the black leg too. Okay, it looks silver to me, but. Uh, he has a black leg and a silver one. Okay, who else do you see? Chewie with a crossbone. Who else? Keep going. D2 and Leia and Han and... What's his other name by Sabo? Death Squad Commander. Death Squad Commander. And, 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 
and Omikinobi and Ovedo and D2. Uh. You said it earlier today. Who is it? Joa. Yeah. And Joa. Luke. And Luke. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Bo. And Carbonite. And Han and Carbonite. What else? Yep. And you like stuff and and Han and Luke. It's Luke. With the glowing lightsaber and gun. Is that Luke Jedi? Yeah, All from right. Star Wars. All right, thanks, Bo. Okay, now I'm here with Mark. All right, Mark, what did you bring for show and tell today? Well, sadly, very, uh, very sadly, very little Star Wars stuff since Hasbro hasn't deemed us worthy of putting it in stores. So I had a little bombed out building that I made out of styrofoam. Terribly exciting. Okay. <laughs> That's not that's not bad. I mean, it's a diorama. I know, but without without a visual, it's not quite the same. Um, and of course, the C110P chopper droid that one Brian Ramsdale here was very kind to pick up when he was down at what was a celebration. Yes. Yes, celebration. Yep. And I am totally digging this figure because of his massive articulation. The there's what four points of articulation on just his arms and his dome. Uh, he has an arm that comes out of his chest. He's got his antenna, a radar dish, whatever that is, on top. A replacement leg, a roller leg that can be replaced with a rocket. So, and so he can do everything he can in the in the cartoon, which is what an action figure should do. Yeah, this one is much more articulated than even the super articulated ones that Hasbro puts out for roughly the same price. And, as an added bonus, being a builder droid, the head pops off, so I was kind of surprised and happy about that. I don't know what I can do with that. I guess I can make mini R2 units, but... Yeah, I didn't know that this head popped off myself. That's, that's a bonus treat. And the paint job, I think, is very crisp and on point. Um, I mean, there's no... I don't see a single paint issue with it, and though I think one of the eyes should be blue, like in the cartoon, but if that's the only problem with it, I'll take that every day of the week. Um, let's see. Are these custom figures? Uh, some of these are. Uh, this is not, obviously. This is just a uh, uh, biker scout in the Woodlands camouflage uh, that I found at the flea market. Um, this would be a custom version of an acid rain uh, soldier figure named Bob, whom I could not find available on eBay, so I just made my own out of a G.I. Joe snake eyes and Obi-Wan Kenobi head. Um, this guy, the blue guy, would be Rogue Trooper. He's a uh, from the same comic book company as uh, Judge Dredd, which everybody knows. Um, this woman is painted up in blue and orange camouflage in homage to the, uh, G.I. Joe, is it Alley Viper? Alley Viper, yes. And he was asking Chris, by the way. Hi, Chris. And she's painted up to be a high, uh, same figure painted up to be a, uh, Hydra chick, uh, Catwoman from, uh, the Arkham Asylum game, uh, barbecue from G.I. Joe, two Black Widow figures, and the screaming... Padme head from, uh, is it, is, I guess... From Attack of the Clones. Yeah, say, is that her, uh, was she in the arena there, or... Yeah, that's the arena. Couldn't tell because she didn't have the uh, scratches across the back, but the screaming head of her was just because... Why not? Oh, and the Samurai Jack custom figure, and then a uh, tank figure, uh, or tank vehicle I brought for uh, Bo to play with, because being an active boy, he needs something to do, and he likes vehicles that roll on the ground. Right, Bo? <laughs> and that's what's in Mark's Star Wars bag today. All right, thanks, Mark. All right, now we're here with Chris. So, Chris, what did you bring for show and tell for us? I brought some rare GI Joes that are kind of hard to find, or from the FSS line from the Joe Club, right? GI Joes at a Star Wars meeting. Hmm. Well, there's been no new Star Wars lately, so I had to bring something to talk about. Okay, no, they were they were good. I like to look, I like to see them every once in a while. Something different. Yeah, but uh, I finally finished collecting the, the Python Patrol set and. Uh, 
There's also the Eco Warrior set that's come around, and uh, the club just produced some female Cobra officers, so they were they were configured. Okay, so we tried to play Imperial Assault. What was your first impressions of Imperial Assault so far? It might be a good game. They just need to fix up the rules, better reading to get along for play with it. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, it was a little hard to figure out what you're supposed to do when you were to play the game to even start. Yeah, it it was definitely hard. Uh, the I guess some of the directions on some of the cards make it hard to tell what you got to do when it comes for attack and movement in the. Yeah, but uh, you know we we mostly play X wing, so you know. Well, um, how did you do in the tournament that we had? Nah, I think I fell in either seventh or eighth place in the game. Uh, I went one and three anyway. Uh, of course, I need to update my next, uh, I guess, wave of ships for uh, gameplay anyway. Yeah, and then the, we're going to try to go to play um, at another one on the 24th of June. Uh, or at least I am. Are you going to try to go with me? Yes, I'm going to try to go. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, so now we're here with Dwayne. All right, what did you bring for show and tell? I brought the uh, Disney Interactive Remote Control R2-D2 toy that's uh, been out since last Christmas. Okay. All right, so how uh, how easy is it to, to figure out and play? Uh, it seems to be fairly simple, you know. Um, the instructions weren't real detailed. Um, they use a lot of pictures in the instructions instead of descriptions. But, uh, yeah, he basically, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a, it's a toy that uh, connects uh, with, by Bluetooth to your cell phone. You download an app from uh, Hasbro, and uh, it allows you to control the 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 toy uh, like a remote control you know any kind of remote control you have a, one screen that has directional arrows and, and the ability to turn his head uh, and there's also some preset functions like making him uh, dance or making him uh, stand up straight and whistle or, or uh, stuff like that and then there's also a, a programming uh, feature in there where you can actually pre-program certain movements um, you know two or three steps forward turn to the left back up a little bit and then then execute that program. Um, the cool thing that for the little ones, I was playing with it with Bo, and uh, there is one screen that has a bunch of character pictures on it. And when you push those, it either uh, plays a recording of their voice or a sound effect that they're associated with, like a lightsaber or a, 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 a ship landing or something like that. And R2D2 has a pre programmed uh, reaction to that sound or that character. So it seemed to be, you know, that was something he was really enjoying doing. Uh, as far as, you know, moving him around, I think it would be, you know, for for an older child. But uh, I just wanted, you know, they, they originally retailed for $100. I've even seen them as high as 120 and they're, fi- they're excuse me, they're finally on clearance at our local Walmart for $30. So I thought, well, it's worth $30 just to get it and play with it a little bit. I'm kind of a sucker for stuff like that, even though I don't, that's not part of my main collection focus. Okay, so sounds like you can do macros with it to do just about anything you want. You know, set it up to do you know fourteen different steps all at once. Sure. Yeah, it kind of get you know it's it 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 lets you save those programs and and like yeah like you said you could program it to to walk all the way around the exterior of a room because each each little movement only goes so far so you'd have to figure out how far you know like ten forward arrows. You know, would maybe take him three feet or something like that. So, yeah. Okay. Have you uh, found anything else in the last couple of months? Absolutely nothing. 
Uh, I mean, of course, we got some some exclusives from the celebration at the end of uh, April, um, and uh, that's all. You know, that's all pretty much that I've been able to purchase. It's it's been a very uh, slim pickings. I've seen some of the 40th anniversary stuff. I, I refuse to pay the the price that they're asking for those diecast. Uh, 40th anniversary uh, pre-post. I have found those, but I didn't buy them because they're going to show up and they're going to be on clearance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nobody's going to want those. And, of course, everybody does want the 6-inch 40th anniversary figures, especially the second wave, and you can't find those anywhere either. Yeah, I've only found, uh, let's see, one, two... Three, I think no, one, two, yeah, three of the of the five. I think there is in that set. Yeah, um, I mean, we're all kind of keeping our out for you. We know you want them, and uh, and of course, I did while you were gone to celebration. I think actually, I picked up the R five D four at uh, GameStop and was able to get that for you. Um, uh, from what I understand, the GameStops they're they're getting replenished at some of the locations, but they only get two per store originally. So yeah, every time I go into one, they have none. Yeah. And uh, that's that's a shame. Again, you know, to make it a store exclusive, but yet you only send your stores, you know, two to begin with. It's, yeah, I've I've heard of other stores though in bigger cities that have gotten more than the two that that, that they've gotten around here. Yeah, well, we're again we're Ashland, Kentucky, so <laughs> we've got two Game Stops, and both of them. I don't even think the one in them all got any. Uh, I, I went in there at the same time that I picked up the the two that I found, and uh, they didn't have. They had some of the uh, first wave of the of the you know the regular figures, but none of the exclusives. Yeah, most of the ones that I found like that, the first wave, I had to end up getting the two R two D two or the the R twos. I got those at Walgreens and had to get them pulled out of the back room. The Han Solo I picked up in Minnesota, and the leia obi-wan and luke i did find in the stores because i think there's two to a case of each of those yeah i, I remember seeing uh the when the wave finally showed up at the local walmart that uh that was pretty much all that was left was a luke a leia and an obi-wan all right thanks Dwayne. you're welcome okay those were good so uh what what about uh our auction have we uh have we got a time and place for that yet we've got it narrowed down to two possible dates either july the 22nd or august 12th as for the location i'm close to hopefully getting a spot in the mall for us okay so but it won't be in the same spot that we had it before because something else is going on there yeah it's going to be down towards the other end of the mall which the, the exercise class is pretty good size so that would probably work just fine okay yeah we don't really need like a whole lot of space so that should yeah, work yeah, because we don't have like the like the fall festival. We don't have the you know the artists and stuff like that. They're setting up. So okay, all right. So in the in our, the news announcements for uh, this this past month, it's uh, we've got the Disney Elite variation of Luke Stormtrooper and Han Stormtrooper two pack. There's a brown haired version and a blonde haired version. Yeah, where have we heard this before? <laughs> yeah you know things that are hit people like to copy them (laughs) yeah that cannot be an a coincidence or an accident no so we also someone sold a palatoy vinyl cape jawa for twenty seven thousand dollars 
Uh, that that's kind of crazy. Yeah, there comes a moment in time that you have more money than you <clears throat> do common sense. I think when it comes to toys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> shoot, you could buy a brand new car for that. Yeah. <laughs> so we got uh, also Bandai, the SH Figure Arts, Darth Vader, C three PO, R two D two, and Obi one were announced, and they should be available sometime soon. I know. Uh, I think one of them is already available. Maybe the Darth Vader. I can't remember for sure. But uh, the other ones will be available sometime in the near future. Uh, there's a K2SO variation with red eyes. And I think that's the 6-inch version. I didn't catch which one it was, but I'm I'm pretty sure that that was the 6-inch version. Um, for those of you who want to go to Hascon, the uh, tickets are on sale. $60 per day and three days are $165. VIPs are $600. That's kind of steep. I mean, three days for $165. Celebration was four days, and it was $150. (laughs) And this is just for Hasbro Hasbro stuff. This is what Hascon is. So you're talking G.I. Joe Transformers, um, was it My Little Pony, uh, of course Star Wars. But evidently the Star Wars presence is not going to be nearly as big as the others. Uh, G.I. Joe, I think, is also Hasbro, right? Correct, and we got Marvel figures as well. Oh yeah, Marvel, can't forget that. Um, So for those of you that are wanting to go, the the tickets are now on sale. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be like because it's going to be their first one. So, you know, good luck. I hope it's a good one. Yeah. Think Geek stores have restocked the R5-D4 figures, the 6-inch 40th anniversary figures. Uh, Toys R Us. This is what I've what I've heard now. Whether it's true in all Toys R Uses, I don't know. But they have a special setup, select you know special selection or section for the 40th anniversary figures. Our Toys R Us, you know, we're close to us, does not have this uh, as of you know like I think I went a week ago or so. So I don't know. Uh, but uh, from what I've heard, you know, it may not matter because evidently one of the people that works there. Uh, likes to buy them before they put them on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you may never see them. Uh, Medicom has started shipping the FN 2187 figures. Uh, Barnes & Noble is shipping 30% coupons to members. So if you're a member of Barnes & Noble, you should have already gotten those by now. The Disney Elite 2-pack uh, figures, the 12-inch, or Disney 2-pack 12-inch Elite figures. They've announced three more 2-packs. So you got Leia and Vader. There's a thousand each for eighty dollars. Ray and Kylo, a thousand each for eighty dollars. Jen and Krennic for there's a thousand those each for eighty dollars each. So repacks. Yeah, and they don't since they cleared out a lot of the elite figures and stuff. I'm surprised they're continuing those. Yeah, I don't understand that either. And you know they've clearanced them out, but they're not clearanced out. No, <laughs> there's they got tons yeah. of them. Yep. <clears throat> when I was down, trying in, to get rid of them. Yeah, when I was down in Tennessee, I bet they had 20 of every figure. They had a ton of them. Um, also, they announced that uh, the R5 D23 figure would be for uh, Disney's D23 convention, which, you know, the only way you can get it is to go to D23. So if anybody's out there and going to D23, shoot us an email. You know, I know I would like to get one, and I'm pretty sure Carl would too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll... We'll pay you for them, you know, shipping, whatever it takes. You know, we'll we'll uh, 
we'll do that because we'd really like to have one because neither one of us are going. You're not right. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Rogue One will start streaming in July on Netflix. I hadn't seen that yet until you popped it up on here. Interesting. Yeah, so they haven't given a specific date yet, so we don't know for sure exactly you know, when it'll start, but sometime in June or July is when it's supposed to start. So if you don't have it on Blu-ray, then you can stream it on Netflix and watch it. Or if you're too lazy to go grab your Blu-ray out of the case, you can go <clears throat> just turn on Netflix, too. Yeah, that too. Yeah, well, if you're, you know, got a tablet in front of you and you don't want to, you know, go down, you know, watch it on the big TV or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Figure Shield will start producing clamshell cases for six-inch figures for the 40th anniversary versions, and uh, we want to give a shout out to Figure Shield. Uh, they, uh, you know, they are starting this uh, venture of making clamshells for the six-inch figures first for the 40th anniversary, and then they said they're going to start making other stuff later. So hopefully they'll make you know the three and three-quarter inch versions as well. And uh, so yeah, you go to. Uh, www.figureshield.com and you can sign up on there to win some of the the cases they've already told us that they're going to uh, give us a couple to uh to look at and and uh you know check out so that uh, we can give our review on on what those look like and how they work so as soon as we get awesome. them in we'll we'll do our our uh our little review of them let you know how they are you know in case you're on the fence about getting them and uh you know we'll see where that goes so uh, thanks to Figure Shield. Yeah, that's awesome because I know people have been clamoring for those. Yeah, they they have a Facebook page too. So just uh, just search for Figure Shield, and uh, they're on there too. Uh, they're also I, th- I think they're on Twitter. Um, I wouldn't swear to it, but pretty sure I remember them being on there. Um, let's see. The next thing is the Star Wars Forces of Destiny adventure figures. They'll be on store shelves July first. So they should be, you know, should be there as soon as you listen to this podcast because I usually try to put it out around the 1st of July, you know, the 1st of every month. So if you're listening to this, they should be on shelves soon. And the first wave will be uh, $19.99 for the regular ones. And then they got some special ones that have extra accessories. And Ray is $24.99 because it comes with BB-8. And Leia is $34.99 because she comes with Wicket. And then the second wave of these figures will be on uh, store shelves September 1st for the Force Friday 2. Cool. Anything else? Did you uh, you heard any news lately? I think you pretty much covered it all. There was actually a few things in here I hadn't heard yet, so <clears throat> it was news to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to scour the websites and, and everything, trying to you know figure out what all's coming out and try to get it so that everybody knows about it. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, our, our main topic today... Uh, before we get into that, we want to talk about our Patreon. We want to thank our uh, our Patreon donor Melanie. She's uh, still still our only Patreon donor. And uh, thank you, Melanie. Yes, thank you, Melanie. Um, it it really helps out. You know, pays for everything that you have to do with hosting a website and hosting all these big files and stuff like that. It really helps out because it it's not cheap. You know, it's I mean we. We like to do this, and you know, it, whether or not we had any you know any Patreon donors at all, we'd still be doing it. But it it really helps out, you know, if anybody wants to help out. You know, we've got a Patreon uh, donor program as for as low as one dollar a month. So for twelve dollars a year, 
you know it's and then if you wanted to go up from there i think it's there's a two dollar one a five dollar one and then the ten dollar a month one is our jedi master so uh thanks melanie and we uh we really appreciate it yeah definitely we do all right so our general discussion our main topic today is our favorite star wars websites carl what uh what are some of your favorite websites well i noticed by looking at your list that we have a few that's the same and um Obviously, one of our favorites would be StarWars.com for sure because that's the main site, you know. And probably when I don't, I mean, I don't remember what some of the first sites I went to when I first got on the internet, but I'm sure I I went to Yahoo because Google didn't exist back then, but and just did and typed in Star Wars and StarWars.com came up. So that was definitely. But when it comes to toys, um, Jedi Temple Archives, I think, is the best one out there. I mean, I just I like the way it's formatted, and and I know there's a lot of collectible websites, and there's some that's probably really close, you know, in in content. But I just I like the guys, the way they write, and and stuff like that. And it's always I don't think a day goes by that I don't click on JediTempleArchives.com. Yeah, thanks, Chuck and Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I'm assuming since I looked it up today, just to make sure, Rebel Scum has been around since 1996, and that has to probably be one of the oldest collecting websites, I would think. What about what do you think? Toys are guess. Okay. <laughs> well, it's the the Star Wars Collector Archive. Okay. Well, well, Rebel Scum is one of the first ones I probably went to when it comes to toys, but and it's still a quality great website with a great message board that i i don't really post on there but i've been a member probably since maybe 98 or so so i've been a member of their message board for a very long time i don't know how long i've been a member on there it's it's been a while but not that long and um yak face is another collecting site that i like quite a bit that i will that i check out quite quite often and and another one yoda news and then um and this one is probably the only non-american site that i go to the regular jedi news out of the uk it's it's got a lot of quality stuff and they do a good job job keeping you informed of all the latest star wars news but those are definitely there's a lot of great sites out there but those are probably my favorites the ones i've mentioned here yeah we'll we'll put a list of all these on our website and probably on facebook as well so that way, if anybody you know wants to go to them, that they're more than welcome to join everybody else. Yeah. yeah. So the only one that you mentioned or didn't mention, you know, that there I got let's see three I think that you that you didn't mention. And my first one is of course the Star Wars Collector's Archive, which used to be called ToysRGus.com, which I think you can still actually type that in. And and Gus Lopez started that site. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. That one's a, a really good site to to go on and look at uh, you know vintage stuff especially and prototypes and and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, the Force.net that's uh, another website that uh, has a lot has a lot of news on it. You know it's mostly uh, the, like the front page will just you know show you you know news that's been going on. Um, you know they they used to have. Uh, see, is is the force? I'm trying to remember. Is the force.net and Rebel Scum kind of together? I think they are. Um, I'm trying to remember. Let's see, forums? No, I don't think so. Maybe not. It was there was two sites. I can't remember which one it was. It was the force.net and something else, and they were kind of like hand in hand together. Um, uh-huh. 
It might have been just the Force Cast, you know, the, the old Force Cast. They had, I think, they had the website as well, and that's what it was. Um, so that one's a, another good one, especially for information. And then if you're into like Star Wars games, you know, like uh, with uh, me with X Wing, uh, the new Star Wars Destiny card and dice game. Uh, fantasyflightgames.com is another good one to go to. Uh, I go to it quite often, especially the forums, you know, to talk about, you know, games and uh, especially, you know, stuff that's going on with the games, new announcements and stuff like that. Uh, all kinds of tournaments, you know, there'll be people talking about what's going on with all the tournaments and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure there's been a ton of websites over the years that have come and gone. Um, looking back at my list here um 12back.com is one i've been to i remember going to that one too a few times um for for buying stuff brianstoys.com that one's still around Uh, of course ebay is always a good place to go buy stuff i i used to i don't visit it very much as i used to but the galactic hunter because there for about many years he was doing a figure a day he was doing like pictures and a review of one figure a day and that thing it went on for a long time mm-hmm. yeah i've got let's see is this one still active or not <laughs> it went to a different website <laughs> the java.com went to sandtroopers.com uh, and uh i think uh, let's see what I wanted. Sandtroopers.com is uh, whose website is this? Stan Curto's website? Uh, it doesn't say. I can't remember. Yes, he's on here. Oh, okay. So that this is partly his, you know, something that he uh, contributes to. Uh, let's see, of course, we got um, the Earth Toy Mall, uh, Tomart. I used to go to that one. Yeah, I've been to that one quite often too. Entertainment Earth. See, stuff for action figure cabinets, figuredisplay.com. Um, I used to go to Sir Steve's a long time ago. Is that one still out there? I haven't been to that one for a long while. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the exact website. It's amazing how the ones you forget about. Sir Steve's Guide. I think that's it. Yes, Sir Steve's Guide. When it goes to the Force Guide. Hmm. Oh, it says after 22 years, has changed his name from Sir Steve's Guide to <coughs> the Force Guide. Hmm. hmm. So I learned something new today. <laughs> yeah, I was... <laughs> wonder why he did that. Yeah. Heck, I always thought that uh, Sir Steve's was um, Steve Sansweet. I did too for a little <laughs> while. So see, I'm not the only one. I'm glad. No, I thought, oh, this must be, you know, Steve's, you know, Steve Sansweet's website. And then I got to looking and I was like, no, that's not him. <laughs> and we can also mention Rancho, Rancho Obi-Wan, too, is the website, speaking mm-hmm. of Steve, which is cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy that uh, somebody had stolen all that stuff. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, they valued that at like two hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah, it's it's like uh, the Philip from <clears throat> somebody did, took his um um Boba Fett, which he did get back, and it, he found out that it was actually someone he considered a friend, which made it even worse. Yeah, yeah, you always hate to see that kind of stuff happen. Mm-hmm. 
one thing when it comes to all these websites too, I think it's really a testament to think about it. Like you mentioned ago, a lot has come and gone, but the way um, social media is nowadays, you even see <clears throat> big name celebrities have foregone their websites for Twitter and Facebook. So it's it's nice to see that there's so many that we can still go to when everything has gone to social media. Yeah. Okay, so the any other uh, websites? I can't think of any, but you've actually brought up a few that I'd forgot about, which was really cool. Yeah, a little blast from the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there was there was one other thing that happened, and that's uh, the Han Solo movie got a new director. Mm-hmm. Someone yep. that knows how to direct really well, too. I hope so. So who was it? Ron Howard. Yeah. Um, and he, he's done some of my favorite movies, so I'm I'm pretty happy, interesting and happy to see what he will do with it. For those that don't know, tell tell everybody what all he's done. Um, well, first of all, if everybody knows him from the Andy Griffith show, but um, some of the stuff that he's done as a director, um, just off the top of my head... <clears throat> He, uh, he did the um, backdraft um, movie, which I think is one of the best fire type movies. He done that movie um, Far and Away that had Nicole Kidman in it, and of course, um, a movie that I've watched multiple times that immediately pops into my head: Apollo Thirteen is another outstanding movie he's done. And um, some people don't like it, but I liked it. He did. He did uh, directed How the Grinch Stole Christmas. How do you feel about that movie? I uh, didn't really like it. <laughs> it seems like everybody split 50-50 on it. And, of course, um, A Beautiful Mind. See, you put me on the spot. I'm trying to think of these without seeing his credit list. Um, oh, Cinderella Man. <clears throat> Cinderella Man. Well, who was in that? Um, crap. Who was in Cinderella Man? That um, oh. Was it Nicolas Cage? No, um, Russell Crowe. Oh, Russell Crowe. Okay. Russell Crowe was in that, yes having a problem with my that's the the box that about the boxer the washed up boxer that's right okay i remember that now yeah but those are the ones that immediately come to my mind and now i have i have cheated i pulled up imdb here here to take a little peek too and how could i forget cocoon (laughs) i was was wondering if you're gonna say that (laughs) And I forget. Well, you put me on the spot. I wasn't prepared for you to start saying stuff you directed. C- Cocoon, um, Willow, Parenthood, oh, yeah. the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I'm sure it'll. It's surprising people as to what he's done. Yeah. Uh, did he do Apollo 13? Yes, I mentioned that a minute okay. ago because that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's probably a top 25 all-time movie for me. I like. I've watched that multiple times. <clears throat> Shoot. And he has some writing credits too. He, I know he wrote um, um, "Far and Away" and something else. I'm forgetting right now, but that was pretty good. I wonder why he had such big gaps. That's really kind of strange because he he went from like a beautiful mind in 2001 to 2009. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's actor credits. Okay, that's why I'm got it mixed up. Oh, and he directed Inferno, too, which I think is also a good movie. Inferno? Which one's that? Inferno is the one, um, the follow-up to the um, <clears throat> Da Vinci Code type movie. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah. Angels and Demons. Yes, thank you. I forgot that one, too, yes. And I actually, I think 
the Inferno, is my, in my opinion, is the best of the three. But he directed Night Shift. Yep, huh. forgot about that one too. Yeah, that one. Uh, of course, he get reunited with Henry Winkler. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so he's got a lot of uh, movies here. You know, Ransom, Ed TV. Oh, Splash! I forgot about Splash too. Oh yeah, Splash! Can't forget so about de- that. No, because he's definitely been re- worked with Tom Hanks quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's taken over for uh, Phil Lord and uh, shoot, what's the other guy's name? Uh, I forgot now. <laughs> <laughs> they're already in the background. Since yeah, I know. Doing it. Yeah, so they <laughs> evidently they didn't want to do what Kathleen Kenny told them to do, and so she finally just said, "Okay, you're out." Yeah. Chris Miller is the other guy's name. And they did uh, the Lego movie, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, was I liked it. And they're going to do the, the Lego movie 2, you know, the second one. Uh, the only problem is is that they wanted to do their movie kind of like they did their other, you know, or they wanted to do the Star Wars movie like they did their other movies. And that's whenever they kind of bucked heads and even, <clears throat> even, uh, oh, I, Eisen, Eisenreich, <laughs> the, yeah. the guy that's doing Han Solo. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was like, this is this is crazy, you know. Some of the stuff they were wanting him to do, kind of making it kind of like a comedy. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the way to go. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting to see exactly how this goes. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, Disney's. I have kind of have faith. I know people was worried when Disney first took over, but they're two for two in my opinion so far. So I, I I'm not gonna worry or anything about this not being good. Yeah, but you know, it's one of those things where you sit here thinking, okay, you know, they have been rec- you know re- uh, recording the movie, you know, doing all this stuff since February. That's when they really started shooting, and here it is. You know, over four months later, and right, <clears throat> right when they're almost done with principal photography, they tell the directors, "See you later." You know, yeah. get out. <laughs> so, what are they going to do now? I mean, are they going to reshoot some stuff? Um, I've actually heard. I don't know. I mean, you can't believe everything you read on the net, but I've actually heard <clears throat> that there would be reshoots from what I've read. Now, like I said, I don't know if that's true, but I have read that. <laughs> Well, you know, of course, there's always reshoots. You know, they always have pickups. But do you think they'll actually reshoot entire scenes? I kind of think they'll have to. Yeah. If they're not happy with it, I think they definitely will, even if it ends up delaying their projected release date. Yeah. I don't know if they'll have to do that just because, um, you know, Rogue One ended up shooting quite a bit, reshooting a bunch of stuff, you know, three or four months before the movie came out and here we are we're still 11 months away so they still have plenty of time Mm -hmm. i mean they'd have to i bet they'd have to hire extra you know workers to actually do all the special effects to do you know editing stuff like that sound you know all these people will have to have extra people working around them in order to get this done quickly yeah <clears throat> so who would who would have been your selection as a director? Hmm. Well, my two favorites right now are, of course, I'm going along with the crowd, so to be, because everybody likes these. But I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, 
I'd like to see his take on a Star Wars movie because he's done some of my favorite movies, and I've already seen J.J. Abrams' take on one. I would, I mean, I was actually disappointed that he's not um, after the as, as amazing as the Force Awakens was. I was slightly disappointed that he wasn't re- returning to direct the next one. Yeah. Um. So it, and also, this makes you think. Well, is oh, who's doing episode nine? Is that Colin Trevorrow? Yeah, I think so. Is he going to be sticking around as well, or are they going to get rid of him? I haven't heard any rumblings yet, so who knows? I mean, I know this probably wouldn't be a popular selection, but for me, as far as, like, director, you know, as long as he doesn't have anything to do with the script, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see George Lucas come back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's I think he's good at directing, but he's yeah. definitely not good at screenplay or screenwriting. He's, he's not, but I just I don't know. There comes a point that I just want to remember him for the good stuff he's done too. So, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he probably really doesn't even want to anymore. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset if he did because I would really like to see it. You know, just as a swan song, you know, type thing where, you know, yeah. that'd be the last thing he ever did with Star Wars or whatever. <clears throat> well, have you seen the um, new Wonder Woman movie? Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, wonder what, I mean, Patty Jenkins did an amazing job with that. Maybe, maybe wonder what she could do with the Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean, you never know. She <laughs> did a pretty good job, I think, with Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, I and before that, the only thing I knew her for was that movie Monster. So she's definitely made herself Monster. because is that the one with Halle Berry? No, that's the one with um. Uh, it's based on the true story of that murderer. Um, it's got the Sh- Charlie's Theron in it. She plays that person that's on death row for murder. It's based off a true story. It's a pretty good, disturbing movie. Hmm. But yeah, that was the first what she was really known for. But she definitely put DC back on the math, map. I should map came mm-hmm. to, after they made some really bad movies. I think. Yeah. But she'd definitely be a director. I would change <clears throat> just to see her get more work. So with all this stuff going on like this and all these movies, do you think they need to have like one person that's just over the Star Wars franchise that kind of gives the whole thing like not be an actual director but gives the franchise a direction um i pref- i would prefer a group of people instead of just <clears throat> one person mm-hmm. because i think when you have a disagreement or somebody wants to go a different way and then you can let ma- then obviously majority is going to rule because you look i will not to b- turn this into a dc bashing but you look <laughs> at um zach snyder and then one other guy is making all the decisions for DC right now, which I don't think is the best move for DC. But right, I but think Marvel's got the same thing. They got one guy pretty much making all the decisions. Yeah, but I've read somewhere that they do they do have a small group around him as well. I guess if you're one person, I guess you need to hire good people around you as well. I just don't think one person alone should make all the final decisions. Is what I'm trying to say. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I. I can see what, you know, both sides. Yeah. Where it's good, you know, to have one plain direction from one person rather than a group of people trying to pull your strings everywhere. But then again, I can see where bouncing ideas off of other people is a good idea as well. Yeah. Somebody can tell you, like, no, you better rethink this idea a little bit before you put it out there. Yeah. Let's see. 
I'm trying to think, is there anything else that that, uh, that you can think of about stuff like this? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty hot topic right now. Yeah, um, I can't think of anything else. But like I said, I think there's a lot of good options out there. A lot <clears> of people that don't get the... I mean, I wouldn't want to see Quentin Tarantino do a, a Star oh, no. Wars film. That wouldn't work. No, no. <laughs> no, I don't like to see the ending before the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh. there's just some people that would be completely wrong for that type of stuff. I mean, can you imagine if he did Empire Strikes Back? <sighs> no, I am your father. What? Yeah. We haven't even got to that point yet. What? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, uh, I guess that's it for our discussion. Uh, you want to read our plugs here? Okay, our plugs. We are on Facebook, which is facebook.com Star Wars Collectors Podcast. And also, on you can leave us a review on iTunes, and we'd really appreciate that if you did that for us. And we have an email address, which is TSWCPodcast at gmail.com. And we are also on Twitter, which is basically TSWC pod at podcast. I'm sorry, at TSWC podcast. And then um, if you want to email me, you can reach me at Haunted Palace at Gmail. Or on Twitter, you can reach me at Brain of Blood. Oh, and we have a Facebook shout out again this month to Brian Green. So thanks for listening to us, Brian. Okay, if you want to get a hold of me, my email is raminator, R-A-M-I-N-A-T-O-R, at gmail.com. And on Twitter, it's at Darth Rammy, R-A-M-Y. So that is about it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Yep, thanks, and uh, see you next month.